Good morning. I'm Martin. I'm one of the leaders at Woody Baptist in Cardiff. And I don't know when you're watching this. We're going to release it on the 2nd of January. So at any point after that, if you're watching this, bless you. Um, we are starting a new year, obviously, in 2022. And it's full of excitement and, and hope and things that could happen. So it's awesome that you're going to be able to join us at the beginning of that. Or if you're watching it at the end, I wonder how it went. On Christmas Day, Annabelle, one of the other leaders, uh, spoke to us about ladders and how ladders are massively important. They're very helpful at this time of year, obviously, putting up and taking down decorations, getting into the loft or wherever you store your, your stuff. So ladders are important, but she used it from a spiritual point of view that if you think about a ladder to heaven, we will never ever be able to climb into heaven. None of us can ever be good enough, righteous enough, or do enough, do enough good things, be kind enough to get into heaven. That's not going to happen. It's not the way it goes. She wanted us to understand that actually the only way that this ladder works is as a down ladder. And it was God who came down the ladder in the form of Jesus to us. Then on that first Christmas day, God came to be with mankind who he had created and he loves. So Annabelle presented this message of love and hope for Christmas, but one that can continue through the year, hopefully. And I want to continue that message with something about a bit of a moving forwards, about progression, maybe with a bit of a reset in there as well, that at the start of a new year, we've got opportunities. We've got opportunities to stop and take stock and look and, and set our hopes out. And not just in a, in a New Year's resolution kind of way, but actually in a way that will be more meaningful. In a way that we will be able to set out what we hope for, what we want in the light of God. By God's grace, what do we want for ourselves, for our church, for our families? And so... Today, I just want to present a bit of that as I walk through a woodland in the rain. It's beautiful. I've been listening to the audiobook of Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, a famous author who did The Lion, the Witch in the Wardrobe and The Chronicles of Narnia. Incredible writer who is explaining Christianity in completely understandable ways at such a deep level. It's fantastic. and I highly recommend you read it or listen to it, as I am. And one of the things he's been talking about in the early stages of the book is progression. And it comes from the point that some people would see religion and say, it's past me now, it's not for me. You know, you can't turn back the clock. Morning. You can't turn back the clock on this, it's, it's beyond me. And he says to the, to the reader, actually no, turning back a clock is important. If your clock isn't right, you've got to turn it back. You've got to make that time right. It is possible to turn a clock back. We can restart a clock, reset a clock. And one thing he makes really clear is that this idea of progression shouldn't be thought of as you are moving in a straight line, you are going in the right direction. I currently am moving away from my car. My car's parked in a car park back there. I'm moving away from it. If I continue moving away from it, 
I'm not going to get back to my car. That would be a mistake. Currently, I'm really quite happy just wandering through here. But eventually, I'm going to have to turn around and go back to my car. Because that's what he says about progression. He says those people who think that keep to head on, to strive on, to move on, are going to make progression isn't true. But actually, if you're not moving in the right direction, to keep going on is a big mistake. Then actually, the more sensible thing would be to stop as soon as you recognize you're wrong, to turn around and go back. Go back to where you realize you made that mistake and then change your direction. Of course, we can apply that into lots of things in our lives. He was applying it to, to faith. There's so many applications of that. And today I wanna to kind of just talk about how if we're not moving in the right direction, we need to stop and think and go back. One point he makes is that you might see somebody charging ahead and think, oh, they're progressing the fastest. But actually, in this picture where you might not be on the right track, isn't it the person who turns back the first, goes back to where they started, who will make the most progress? The person who is able to recognize that they're not going the right direction and can turn around and go back, that is true progress. It was a challenge when I heard it and I thought, this is something worth sharing. He also applies it to mathematics, something we all enjoy. That if you're doing a calculation and you're not doing the calculation correctly, to keep going is foolish. To keep going, you're not going to get the right answer. You're not going to get to where you want to get to. The quicker you turn back, the quicker you start again, the better. And he explains, it's no good appealing to the mathematics. Oh, let me off this one. Go on, give me the right answer. It will never be right. Mathematics is full of facts. It's the same with faith. It's the same with God. We can appeal, oh, let me off. Let me off going in the wrong direction. I'm just going to keep going, going. It will still be the wrong direction. The sooner we recognize that, the sooner we do something about it, the better. I wanted to share that because I think that's really interesting moving into a new year, thinking about the direction we're heading in lots of different ways. And that principle obviously is picked up in the Bible a lot. And it's mainly around the word repent. This whole idea, the Christian word of to repent. And it means more than just to say sorry. To say sorry is to recognize you've done something wrong and, and own up to it, fair enough. To repent is something completely different. To repent means to recognize you've done something wrong, say sorry, turn back and do the right thing, and then work to do the right thing. Try not to do the wrong thing. That's what repentance is. And it was John the Baptist who picked that up right at the beginning of the gospel stories. John the Baptist, in his message, preparing the way for the Messiah, told the people to repent, told the people to look at their lives, to say sorry, to turn back, to seek God. And then, of course, Jesus, right at the start of his ministry, Jesus said, repent, follow me. Jesus told the people who were following him that if they weren't moving in the right direction, they weren't making progress. They had to be on the right track with him. 
And that's a fantastic message of hope. Jesus' message is so open. It was never condemning. It was never, you're on the wrong path. What are you doing? It was, if you find yourself on the wrong path, follow me, I'm here. Paul picks it up later in his letter to the Hebrews. I love the passage at the beginning of Hebrews 12, just in verses one and two, where he says to run the race that is set before you and keep your eyes focused on Jesus, who is the perfecter and the pioneer of our faith. I love that idea that we can be running, moving, progressing. And if we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, we won't go wrong. I've done a few races previously and obviously you have to prepare, you have to know your course. You have to look at where you're going, know which directions to take, which roads you're gonna run up. That's important. But also part of it is following the people around you, trusting the people around you, that as you're running, you're all running together. If it's a race, you might want to be trying to win to get out in front, but you've got to be confident where you're going then because there'll be nobody ahead. But you've also got the people around you, the other runners, but also people called marshals who are there to, to encourage you, to guide you. And those marshals know what they're doing. They're usually people who have run races before. They've got experience. And as you listen to them, as you gain from their wisdom, your race will be better. And that's what Paul is pointing to, that as we run this race that is life, as we progress through, if we keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, he knows it. We can trust him to guide us in the right direction. We can trust Jesus to know the course that we need to go. And we have to persist. We have to be the ones who are moving forwards. We have to be the ones who are keeping an eye on our course as well, that we're not going in the wrong direction, that we haven't followed the wrong track, we haven't been distracted and lost our way, that actually the direction we're moving is where God wanted us to be. The whole C.S. Lewis thing is, is so steeped in that faith he has in Jesus, that knowledge he has through his experiences, the fact that he wasn't a Christian and became a Christian and fought against it and then has found himself on this path, recognizing that he took the wrong path. And I love that his, his confidence that it's never too late. My grandma's, my grandma's brother-in-law lived in Cardiff and he became a Christian in his 90s. And it was joyous. I went to his funeral many years ago and it was a joyous occasion. It was a joyous celebration that this man, even in his later years, had found Jesus. He found his father, God. But there was that pang of sadness that if only he had found it earlier, if only he had recognized this and turned back sooner, the things he could have done, the people he could have met and the lives he could have changed. And that's where part of that progress comes in, that actually, if you are traveling on the right road, if you are making progress in the right direction, are there people around you you can guide? Are there people who need you to be their guide, to be their supporters? Jesus is there always as our constant companion. Holy Spirit is with us and it's a joy. And other people need to experience that, not to get bums on seats in a church, but because the kingdom of God is, is important, it's special, it's for everyone.
this year, hopefully, we'll be running an Alpha course. We have plans to, to run Alpha in Woody, in Cardiff. And that's, that's such an opportunity to share our faith. To share our faith with people who don't know and are curious. But also as believers, to have our faith challenged. To ask questions, to revisit some of the, the basic stuff we think we know about faith. I love the, the whole concept of Alpha, that there's no such thing as a silly question. You can come and ask whatever you want. That when we've done it previously, we've shared meals and that's where important chats happen. You do talk about life and work and relationships, but you also get some of those questions out about why are you here? What do you believe? In a really informal way. Alpha is important for helping others find that path, for helping others progress. So if you want to get involved, listen out for what's going on in the future. Perhaps you could be part of the team. Perhaps you'd like to come along as a guest. Perhaps you'd like to just pray for everybody involved because that is so necessary. So look out for exciting alpha announcements that are coming up in 2022 because we recognise that that is a, a brilliant way to serve. As we go into this, there is obviously importance of prayer. We need to pray about what's going on. We need to stay in touch with Jesus, keep our eyes fixed on him. He knows. And as we pray, as we, as we seek him, we have to understand that it's not just about us. This, this isn't about where do I fit in? What is my point in this? But it's what do you want, Jesus? What does your kingdom look like? Help us to see through your eyes to be your witnesses and to, to know what you want. And where can, where can I be an exciting part of that for somebody else? And as we do that, we will find ourselves more and more comfortably in God's presence, of course. That as we walk in step with him, as our, as our daily walks with him progress and get deeper, it's exciting and he'll show us things. And he'll reveal to us more and more about what he wants in his church in 2022, about how to move forwards for Woody, for Cardiff, for us as individuals, of course. I look forward to what we've got coming up because then we get to share those gifts, those gifts with people of, of prophecy, of being able to have a message from God for somebody and to reveal that in their lives and be able to, one second, hello, good morning, hiya, and be able to share with them what we believe God has got for their lives, exciting messages that come from God, there we are, runner, Thank you. you're welcome, we have these messages that come from God for people, it is important to share that, to be people who can listen and understand and share for one another, for the church. And then of course we are called to proclaim, proclaim God's goodness in all of this. That this year can be a year we proclaim the things God has done and that God is doing. That we have seen some tough times. This last couple of years has been tough. We're still not back to, to anything resembling normal. 
We're still not back in church as some of us want to be. And yet we've got this year ahead of us where we can proclaim God. We can proclaim the goodness of Jesus. We can proclaim the love that we have felt and that is for everyone. And in all of this, we've got a fantastic opportunity to make progress, to move forwards, to not be stuck, to not be stagnant, but to be active and moving. I'm going to pray just as we, as I finish this, just as I come to an end. I want to thank you, Lord God, that you are an active God, that you are not distant and remote. You are active and involved in our lives, that you move us forwards, that you direct us. I thank you, Lord God, that we can hear you, trust in you and move forwards. I pray for everybody listening to this, that wherever they are, whatever point in life they're at, that you will speak to them, you will meet them where they are, and they will know more of who you are, that their relationship will develop, will deepen. And if they are people who need to recognise the progress to make, the direction to turn, the repentance to, to move into, then Lord God, you will help them in that. That your love, your grace, your mercy, your understanding will cover them and they will be blessed. Thank you, Father God, that, that we have these opportunities. Forgive us for when we close our ears. Forgive us when we are determined to go our own way. Help us to see the path, to be guided. Yeah, Lord God, and to, to enjoy this journey to enjoy the walk we're on with you and with each other. I pray for 2022. I pray for the hopes we have. I pray for the opportunities you will give us and the excitement out before us. Amen. Thank you for, for joining me on this rainy morning. It's, uh, it's lovely to be able to to share with you, to, to receive from God and share with you. So go into this week and, and enjoy whatever is before you. Bless you in your times going back to work and school. And I pray that God will, will speak to you in a way that, that is for you, about what you need to do, what you need to receive from him. Bless you.